We're the Cullies, and we decided to sell everything and move on to a boat. Are you recording? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't say that. All right. Well, for now, we're going to drop anchor, make ourselves comfortable, and tell you a story. This is episode 26 of the Drop Anchor Podcast. I don't remember what it was called. Parade of Lighted <laughs> Ships. <laughs> uh, what is it? <laughs> the Parade of Lighted Ships. The par- <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird title and it's kind of long. And <laughs> Okay, start over. This is episode 26 of the Drop Anchor Podcast. Parade of Lighted Ships. Hey everybody, this is Josh. And this is Kendra. So, it's weird. We haven't taken our boat out in a while, but we actually did a couple of weeks ago, but I feel like we've We been... did last week. Was it last week? Th- Thanksgiving was last week. <laughs> I feel like it's been forever. <laughs> I'm weirded out that you started off that way. <laughs> I don't even know where you're going with that. I just Took feel... the boat out last week. I feel like after, I guess after doing that, like every time, just one week, man, every single day feels like we've been not going somewhere on our boat yes, for, it does. since forever. But that's only because I want to wake up outside every day, you know, at some new place. Well, that's why you feel that way. I don't know why I feel that way. Oh. I just feel like it's it's been a long, long time. Weird. I feel like I'm living in the right house. <laughs> in the wrong body of water? <laughs> no, because it moves. Yeah. I mean, I want to wake up someplace new all the time. I wonder if, because I know that we're going to be going down to California, I feel like we're not going to be able to go anywhere on our boat for a while. So, like, I, I feel like it, it will be forever by the time we actually do. So, we've lived on the boat for two months. Yeah, little, I mean, 3rd, like a little bit more, yeah, barely. Yeah, so two months, and I have a little bit of anxiety to leave the boat. Like I don't want to. What do you mean? So I'm super excited to go see my family. Right, right. I haven't seen my sister or her, her kids in a while. Oh, you mean ex- okay? So, but you, we're gonna leave the we're boat. Have to leave the boat, and you don't want to leave the boat. I see what you're saying. And uh, I'm gonna miss the boat. Yeah, I am so gonna miss the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. Since our last, I guess our last episode when we apparently <laughs> took the boat out, um, I had in, I had envisioned that I was going to do some sort of documented walkthrough of what that was like. Because a lot of the people who listen to our show aren't boaters. Like, they don't know anything about it. They're just listening to us and kind of experiencing with this, hmm. experiencing this with us. But they don't know all the ins and outs of what boating involves. They just know what we're telling them. Well, there's different kinds of boating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're just on a, a fishing boat, that's a smaller boat probably. Or right. I guess I was thinking like a lake boat when you're water skiing. Right. I mean, that's a pretty... I mean, that's kind of like just jumping into a car and just going around. There's a So I guess the reason why I'm bringing this up is there's a lot involved in getting this boat going. Someone asked me if we water ski. <laughs> that was today. <laughs> Okay. What did I do today? Because somebody asked me. If... 
we water ski. Interesting. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not that kind of boat. It's not that kind of boat. Right? I don't our dinghy, know. our dinghy is that kind I of boat. I actually said that. Oh, okay. Oh, I think it was Summit Church. That's right. Okay. They asked if we also water skied. Got it. And I said, I think our dinghy will be able to do that. Um, but we don't water ski behind this boat. Not behind this boat. Okay, so we haven't we haven't talked about this, but there is a big difference between our current boat and the Tolly Craft as far as how much prep needs to get done before we leave. And part of that is because they're different boats. This one's bigger. There's a lot more going on. Part of it is because we are now in a boathouse. And so there's a lot more logistics there just to get the boat out and get it in. There's there's just more going on. We have more systems on this boat for moving it, though. Too. Right, right. So I actually wrote a, uh, a list of all the things that we do, or at least need to do, on this boat. Probably won't go into too much detail about the prior boat because it's not so relevant. Although we might say we didn't have to do that before. Sure. I think the one thing that we're going to probably say that is the biggest difference between the two boats that we've owned is with this boat, you and I are able to move it without the girl's help. Yeah. Where the other boat, it's all hands on deck. I need girls at different stations to throw the lines. I don't know how much of that, and we might debate this a little bit, but I don't know how much of that is because this boat is easier or if it's because... We didn't know what we were doing before, and we really thought we needed all the kids' help, and now we don't need all their help in order to do things. Like, could, could we do the same thing on our other boat right now? Um, I don't know. The bow and stern thrusters play a huge part. They make a big difference, yeah. Um, And we have those on this boat, and we don't have it on the other boat. And the other boat, we didn't have a really good midline, which yeah. is at the middle of the boat, a good rope to be able to have to tie off right away so that it's not really swaying any direction. Yeah, and just for clarification, so there's three lines typically off of a boat when you're docking. Uh, Well, depending on the size, maybe four or five. Right, right. (laughs) So you have a a line up front towards the bow, you have a line towards the back, off the stern, and then you have the middle line. And our Tolly Craft doesn't have a midline. It it Mm -hmm. hasn't. It just has a good one on the front and the back. And so... The weird consequence of that is if you throw the bow line and you get that tied off, if there's a wind blowing or a current going, the uh, the back end will just swing away from the dock, which is not useful. I mean, I can jog the engines to bring it in. I'm not right. really good at that, but that's something that I could do. Right. With a midline, though, you can just pull the boat in and it's not going to drift anywhere. Like The front end or the back end aren't going to go away. Right. And uh, I don't know. I feel like... The other boat, I um, I step off sooner, and it's kind of a kind of a leap down that I make, <laughs> and then I I always had Charlie at the at the bow, ready to throw me the line when I was ready. But if I jumped off, I kind of acted as the middle line by just holding the boat until I got it into place. And then Hayden's job was she was in the back and could step off and tie it off while I ran to the front and tied it off. And Charlie threw me that rope. So do you think that... And Morgan was helped with eyeballs because in that spot, we also make a really tight turn with a very nice boat behind us. Oh, where and the if, boat's currently moored, yeah. Right. If we make that turn and we're not paying attention to the backside... Um, also we pull the dinghy on that boat, so we've got to watch the dinghy. Mm. There's a lot of things on yeah, that boat. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We have more things just kind of dangling out um, <laughs> that need to be watched. On this boat, it's almost too easy. 
<laughs> like the kids don't even care or know. They don't help at all with this boat. Right. We don't have anything. I don't have to drop bumpers either. That's one of my jobs on the other boat. Uh, in the boathouse, the bumpers would be in the way coming in and everything's kind of padded in a way. We don't need the bumpers. That's a little different wherever we're going, though. It's not Correct. like we're pulling into it. Right. Okay. But then a lot of places we've gone, you are able to just um, use those thrusters and... Just pull in close. Really yeah. get me close, and I barely have to step off, and I'm, you're able to kind of keep me where I need to be to tie off. Yeah. I haven't paid attention to this, but do you ever jump off by the side door? Do you always just go off the swim step? Like, have you? As you far said as... jump off. I know. He means step off. You never jump off of a boat. <laughs> and I'm only saying this because he lectured me when we first got a boat that I don't jump off a boat. I step <laughs> off. So I was so busy saying that. What was your question? <laughs> so do you always go off the back on, on this boat when we're getting close enough to a dock or do you ever go off the side? Uh, off the back. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of the reasons I liked this boat uh, with the swim step where it was and how I could get off the boat easily. Yeah. Um, our other boat does as well but without the thrusters and a boat really close next to us i wouldn't have had time in order for you to get all the way into the slip before i thought we were maybe going to hit something else so then i jumped off like the side yeah yeah that makes sense it's quite the leap Hmm. okay so for folks who are having a hard time visualizing all visualizing all this. I want, like I said, I made a little a little list here, and I'll start going through some of it, and you can fill in the gaps on anything that you know that I'm either missing or that you take care of. I was gonna say, whose job are you telling? No, it doesn't matter. All of it, all of the jobs, because uh, we're both involved. So on a given morning, let's say for instance that we're gonna take the boat out tomorrow morning, a few things that need to get done, well. I guess things that don't need to get done. We don't need to pack anything, which is, we've talked about that before. Like our, mm-hmm. we're just taking our whole house with us. In fact, some of the times I've taken stuff off the boat. I was going to say, most of the way. time we take things off. Right. Uh, we take a couple of things down from the counters, things that might fall over in case there's any sort of waves. We have a couple of pretty glass things on the counters near the edge window, the side windows. Mm-hmm. So we move those down. Um, what else? Uh, we unplug the power. Uh, there's a, that 30 amp power cable that runs to the boat to allow us to have any power on the boat. And this boat, not like any other boat, we actually have a cable for our TV. That line comes in. So we've got to undo that line. So we've got a Comcast line that I have to, I've got to climb a little bit, uh, detach it in order to, uh, in order to get that disconnected. So those are two things. And then after that, it's the lines, right? It's all the, yeah, I just untie us, but because we're in the boathouse, it's not like you're afraid of drifting away, so I can pretty much just untie us. I don't have to like if if we're parked That's in a slip true. and there's a boat next to us, I I wait to untie us because the last we minute, right? could drift into that boat. But you're kind of in this like little safe place in the boathouse, so I just completely untie us. Yeah. And get on. And that's so we, and we don't not, move. <laughs> we mentioned not really having the fenders down inside the boathouse. We we do have them down in the boathouse. Uh, we we have to take them up in order to get into the boathouse just because it ends up being too tight of a fit. But realistically... I mean, they don't really need to be down. No, right. That's what I I'm know saying. you put them down, but I mean... I really I'm, put them down just to squeeze the boat 
a little bit to to the left so that the right. folks that do the pump out can have easier access in the back. Right, but otherwise they're not really needed. Not, yeah, super necessary. Uh, in addition, the walls, uh, I guess the two by fours that come down inside our boathouse have padding on them. Mm-hmm. And so they serve as little bumpers to keep the boat from getting damaged. So yeah, you could untie everything and we could be sitting here for 20 minutes untied and still be fine. Right. So I untie us pretty early. Yeah. So we disconnect the power, disconnect the, the TV cable, uh, untie all the lines. And then what's next? Uh, start the engines. So there's a few things that I do oh. before that. <laughs> I was just curious if See, you See, I don't know. <laughs> I stand. How about this? I stand on the bow and I just wait for you to start backing up because my biggest job is telling you how straight you are. Right. Just to be my eyes as I'm backing up. Yeah. Uh, I do have a backup camera on this boat, but it doesn't help when we're backing out of the boathouse because the camera is just showing me the outside. If there's any kind of current behind our boathouse, we start to turn either right or left as you're backing up. So then I just tell you which way to turn your thrusters on. Yep. So we stay straight. I mentioned earlier that this boat has more systems than the Tollycraft. And so a part of my... My startup procedures is to get all of that going, to, to flip a bunch of breakers, to flip a bunch of switches and turn things on. I feel like, I don't know, when we were on the Tollycraft, I, I think because there was only three systems total, <laughs> it was really easy just to go on, 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 done. And that was everything. Right. Uh, there's a lot more systems here. And for whatever reason, I think on our last trip, when we were heading home from the island, I somehow spaced and didn't turn on most of them. I just felt like, okay, time to go. And you were, you were, I don't know if it was, it was weird. Like you were in a rush or because normally we have sort of like a little checklist. It takes us maybe 15 minutes to actually get ready to, to shove off. And I think you shoved off in like two minutes. Right. So it, and that's actually part of the reason why I made this list Mm. Kind of as a note to myself also, not just to let people know what we do, but to remind myself of what I'm supposed to do. Right. Because then otherwise we were already underway when it was like, oh, shoot, we've got to do this. Oh, shoot, we got to do that. Right. <laughs> oh, we just took off. Huh. Yep. So <laughs> one, probably the most important thing to set up is the navigation systems. Like I do need to know where I'm going. Um, it's not from a how do I get home or how do I get to our destination but more, where are we in relation to shallow water? That's mm-hmm. something I need to do. And so, do you look at all the gauges and all the like, like, does it have like, like a car? Maybe you know. I know you're looking at how much fuel, and I'm just asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're nodding. Yes, we're so recording. I, I, I will. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I will end up looking at those. But at this point, we haven't even turned the engine on yet, so oh. none of those gauges are going to do anything. Okay. Um, so the first thing that I'm supposed to do is get my navigation set up. So if I, if I'm using a chart plotter, it's like setting up a GPS in your car. I'm setting my route. And in the same way where technically you shouldn't set up your route while you're driving, you're supposed to do it before you drive. You're supposed to do it in your, in your boat as well. So I get it set up on my phone, which is my, I guess my primary, I guess it's technically my secondary navigation. Uh, I've got a laptop that has another navigation system on there. So uh, I spend a little bit of time connecting the dots between where we are and where we're going to go. So mm-hmm. that's part one. Uh, we have a radar. So probably not critical that I have that running at all times. We don't, we haven't ran in the fog. We haven't ran at night. Uh, yet. Yet. No, and we will. Uh, so I want to always make sure that system works, mm-hmm. but that's one where uh, if I didn't turn it on, it wouldn't be the end of the world. 
but uh, yeah, so that's another system. We have a depth finder, which just lets me know how deep the water is, and it. And when a school of fish goes by. Yeah, you <laughs> can know if there's a a good fishing spot. I was actually talking to someone who said they were on a boat with a twenty thousand dollar depth finder, and it was so precise they could literally sit and watch crabs going across hmm. on the depth finder. Hmm. Yeah, amazing. Not that we've been fishing or crabbing or crabbing yet. or anything, right? Right. Um, Again, yet. Right. <laughs> um, other things: uh, navigation lights, making sure that all of our lights are are operational. Not as critical during the day, but they're not, they're not the kind of thing where when it gets dark, you turn on your nav lights. You just keep them on all the time. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, that's well, it. right, so, because if we were driving the boat, we might not remember as the sun's going down to turn them on. So. Exactly. Yeah. So those are the main things that I need to have on. So time to turn the engines on. There are two engines on this boat. Mm-hmm. So I have to warm them up a little bit because they're diesels and then turn them over. And then it's at that point that I look at those gauges. We've got um, the RPMs. We've got voltage, temperature, oil pressure. I think that's it. I think those are the only ones that I need. You don't look at any of those. Mm-mm. Nope. Your eyes are just glazing over as, <laughs> as I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'm kind of bored. <laughs> okay. So engines are on. Okay. Vroom, vroom. Time to back the boat out. Now, now, my, now, now you're now, involved. Now my job starts. Okay. <laughs> so. With the two engines, I have to throw them in reverse. And you mentioned how the boat might drift a little bit as I'm going out because of currents. Mm-hmm. I have two options. I can use the thrusters, mm-hmm. which are easy uh, and fun. I can also jog the engines where I can put one engine in reverse and one engine forward. And it actually rotates the boat. And I don't know what you're doing. I'm just like using hand gestures on the bow like I would an airplane. I just like... Flaggy one side, flagging the other <laughs> side, give you thumbs up and smile. And then, yeah, as we're back now, as if, long as we're able to get out straight. Um, and if there are any bumpers down that we did have, then I pull those in as we leave. Yeah. Apparently, it is bad form to boat around with your fenders down. Like, you get made fun of. Well, you don't want <laughs> to. I mean, it's kind of pulling some drag and... No, because they don't, they don't drift in the water. Some do. We've ha- I have some that are low enough because different docks are different heights. Our other boat, they're all in the water because the dock over there is really low. Oh, that's true. That's true. I know. This is my job. That's, your- <laughs> that's the part that you take care of. I have the fender job. <laughs> and the ones on this boat are much bigger than the other boat, so they're kind of heavy. Yeah, they're, they're like punching bags. They're, I mean, they're, they're pretty, pretty big. big. Yeah. And, and they're all tied off a little different, like on the rails. Some have these like cool little clip thingies, but I'm always afraid I'm going to lose a fender and it's just going to be like, we're driving, (laughs) we take off and I like, there goes one. (laughs) Hopefully you'd say something because I want that back. You're going to turn around for it? Yeah. Okay. Now I know. (laughs) Have we lost any vendors? (laughs) Now I need to know. Uh, No. Okay. I promise. All right. (laughs) That's funny. I I, probably, I would have <laughs> probably told you. All right. So once we it's are... probably not good to leave fenders in the water anyway. Like you're polluting or you're you're causing a hazard for another boat. Right. So Also, they're expensive. I will clarify. I've never dropped a fender <laughs> or bumper or whatever you want to call it. All right. Perfect. Um, so once we are underway, 
when we're leaving from our boathouse, I really need to make sure, and this is like, you might, you're going to say, well, yeah, obviously I forget every time that there's very shallow water. I know it drives me insane. (laughs) Well, like one of these days we are going to hit the bottom every time. I'm like, you know, you can't go that way. Right. (laughs) So it's so wide and open. It's, it's so, I don't know. Like, like, it just looks like big open water. 20 feet from us. It could be one feet deep. Not 20 feet. Our boat is only 45 feet. I don't know, but it's really close. All right. Well, it's further away. And than I've watched feet. all the other boaters. They like really hug the, the side and they're all like cautious. And then you just kind of take off. <laughs> like, yeah, you can't go that way. So when I it comes should... to maps and remembering and that kind of. I mean, That's your strong point. We, we talked about last week. Ooh, I even played Ticket to Ride with the girls today. That is a very fun game. I suck at it. If people haven't played it, it's very fun, and it's good to do with the kids. It makes a good Christmas gift. It's maps. It is maps and trains and cards. And strategy. And we're not being paid to tell anybody this. It's just a fun game. It is. Yep. Our friend Jill gave it to us like, I don't know, 10 years ago maybe? Yep. And the girls- You guys are playing it today. Two of our girls, um, it's their favorite game, so we play it a lot. Cool. Okay. (laughs) All that being said- I'm uh, sorry. Keep going. Backing the boat out and then making sure that I hug the boat houses so that I'm in safe water is what I need to make sure I'm doing. Um, but once we're underway, a big difference between this boat and the Tolly Craft is where I pilot the boat from. 100%, unless it's raining uh, on the Tolly Craft, I pilot from the flybridge where I'm outside in the open air, full visibility all around, and it is beautiful. Yes, but sometimes you're by yourself because it's cold. It's usually colder up there, yeah. Our flybridge does not have the clear plastic panels. Enclosures, yeah. It's not so it's not enclosed. enclosed. And once you start going, any kind of breeze coming off the water, it's cold. Yeah. So if you... so, I pretty much am inside unless it's July. Right. <laughs> or you're up there bundled up with sweaters, coats, and a blanket. Yes, and all you can see is my eyeballs. Right. <laughs> Whereas the cold doesn't bother me so much. But on this boat, the the pilot house is, it's very comfortable. Well, and, and it's got a good view. Right, right. That's the other thing. The, the Tully Craft inside, it doesn't have a great view yeah, it's, for driving. And I don't know if it's the angle of the windows or if the windows are smaller, but I just don't feel like I have a nice sense of where I am in the world. Whereas mm. on the Bayliner, it... It, it feels almost like I'm on the flybridge on the telecraft. It's, it's that nice. Yeah. And the funny thing is we have a flybridge on, and the flybridge is like the upper helm. It's the upper place where you, uh, it's like piloting the boat from outside on the top, basically. Um, we have an upper helm on this boat, but I've never really used it. Well, it actually doesn't have a great view that way, like facing the front. Um so it is fully enclosed. We've got little plastic yeah. windows around the whole thing. and But we've come up here, and you can't see unless we took some of the panels off. Right, that's what I was going to say. Like right? If I took some of those off, I wonder if that would make things better. Well, we'll find out in the summer, because in the summer... This place becomes an oven. No, I was going to say it'll be nice to be here, because we'll, right, we'll roll these up, and then cool air blows on you in right. the summer. 
Right. Well, we'll have to because, like I said, it'll be an oven in here because it's... I know. I love it. When we take the boat out of the boathouse and we go someplace sunny, even right now in the winter, it gets so warm and toasty up here. <laughs> it is nice. I like being warm and toasty. Even right now, we are in the flybridge and it is freezing cold because we don't have <laughs> heaters up here. But I have an electric blanket wrapped around my whole body. (laughs) (laughs) Is it working for you? Oh, yeah. I'm so hot. I'm kind of (laughs) sweating. Oh, no. (laughs) No, I like it. Oh, yeah. Ew. Don't don't say ew. I'm your wife. No, no, no. Not ew, you. I don't like being hot. Like, I'm imagining being so hot that I'm almost sweating. That just, I'm just, like, super toasty. It's like my butt warmers in my car. Which I don't really like using very much. Either. I know. And I use them all the time. Like all the way till like June. <laughs> <laughs> so that's taking the boat out. As far as getting the boat in, there's not that much to it. There's a little bit of aiming in order to get into the boathouse or if you're going to a marina and stopping at a dock. Um, but as far as... Well, you've got those like little antenna things that we have to take oh, down. Oh, that's true. That's true. We take those... Uh, we... You put them up when we leave, but you also have to, like, put them down. And there are sometimes we forget. And those antennas are for the marine radio, like, to be able to hail another ship or to yell mayday or... Yeah, they don't fit in the boathouse, <laughs> so we have to put them down. Yeah, the antennas have a, a feature tall. that let you bend them down instead of upright. Otherwise, we wouldn't make it in here. But Yeah, that's pretty much it. And again, I stand on the bow and I just kind of tell you if you're, like, leaning too far one way or the other. Right. And... So. All the while, the kids on this boat are not involved whatsoever. At all, which I think we're a little bit sad about. I'm really sad about it. I like the because... idea of them captain, like, you know, not captaining, but like being involved in yeah. making the boat like Yeah, because we've actually had people at the yacht club who've watched us come in on the other boat. And when we come in, they're like, wow, you guys, that's kind of cool to watch you because we all have a part. And, yeah. and some people are like, we can't believe you get your kids involved. Like they do that. And, but they take a lot of pride in which line is their line to throw. Right. We'll have to keep that in mind the next time we go out. Like we'll have to assign, we got three kids. We got three lines on each side of the boat. We'll have to assign a line to them and maybe just have them do it. Even if it's not as necessary. Yeah. I do like knowing that you and I can do it without them too, though, because someday they'll leave. Right. (laughs) Right. Otherwise it's just me and you. (laughs) You kids can't move out. We need you for the boat. Right. So what I know is we bought a boat that's the right size that you and I can still pilot later. Yeah. Yeah. And that was kind of something we talked about when looking at a boat. Some of them were so big. It's like, how in the world, as your first mate, am I going to get this thing tied off by myself? Right. You know, it's funny. The couple times we pulled into a dock and I've stepped off the boat and helped with tying us off. And my thoughts... And I get mad at you? Well... Yeah, okay, but it's... Because it's not your job. Okay. (laughs) Well... You're the captain. When I've tied the boat off, my instinct is this boat is so big and so heavy and tying it off is going to be difficult because the boat's pulling against it. And then I remember this boat is larger than than our previous boat, but it's not heavier. They they weigh the same. Do you ever think about that? Does it feel Do you know how easy it is to move something in water, though? It doesn't feel heavy. It moves very easily. You barely lean against it and it starts moving. That's true. I have no problems tying off either boat by myself. All right. And I don't, I've never felt like it was too big. I helped tie off that really big boat we, we test, test, test. Test pilot the Viking? No, the Navigator. 
I was, oh, in, oh. I was in charge of stuff. Now that was a big boat, yeah. and I was a little bit concerned. But even then, I turned it. I, t- I tied it off, and it's kind of like once you get that rope around the cleat, you have so much leverage, and you just start pulling it, and they all just go, huh? start coming in. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I love being the first mate, and I hate when you try to take my job. <laughs> Sorry, I'm always like you're the captain. Stay at your station. All right. I really like doing it. Well. Plus, I have, like, a way of tying it off, and I usually... <laughs> you don't like the way I tie the boat off. <laughs> I usually I usually retie whatever you tie it off. Oh. Or the kids. I have a way. Hmm. Okay. It's like when you guys do the dishes or anything. I have certain <laughs> certain things that I have, like... Kendra, are you a little OCD? What? No. <laughs> if there was a character on a show that we watch a lot <laughs> called Friends, no, which you, you should probably would you say, be like? We've never let our kids watch the show Friends. Until well, recently. It's on Netflix. Yeah. So we're binge watching it from the beginning, which is kind of crazy. I mean, I've seen it so many times, reruns. I watched it the first time around. And it's kind of fun listening to our kids almost pin a personality i mean because you've got six very like i don't know defined personalities on the show right and it's hard not to pin one on you and i grew up it's always... very easy to pin one on you <laughs> monica i always grew <laughs> i always thought when i was growing up that i was for sure rachel i mean i'd watch the show with my Just mom because you're the pretty one no <laughs> I think maybe the shopping or the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> there are still some things like that she did. And um, I really, really didn't see myself as Monica at all until I was watching reruns and the show was over. And I think I was, you know, I was married to you and we're watching it. And all of a sudden I'm just like feeling her anxiety <laughs> as she's cleaning stuff or people have cleaned something and she's re-cleaning it. And then it just kind of hit me. And I think you even said it like, hey, you're like Monica. And it was like one of those like light bulb things. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm Monica. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) I like things clean and I have maybe some OCD. And you like your cleats tied off a very certain way. Sure. (laughs) Well, anyway, (laughs) that's taking the boat out and taking the boat in and walking through all that just makes me wish i was doing that right now it is very fun um it's the boat ride's fun when you're leaving the boat house and knowing you're going someplace is fun the the trip is fun pulling into a dock that either we haven't been to in a while or it's really exciting to pull up to one we haven't been to and we're just you know it's all new exploring um so much fun. Yeah. So since we're not going to be taking the boat out uh, anytime really soon, it's not as though we haven't been able to enjoy things. Like last night, for example, there was something really special that happened here at the Yacht Club. Mm-hmm. We had the annual Parade of Lighted Ships. Yeah. And they've done it for a few years, but we have not been able, like, maybe we were busy and yeah. didn't we've see ne- it. Yeah. We've never seen it. Yeah. Hey, shoot. Bless you. Um, So you missed the beginning of the show. I did. I I was really bumped. Actually, so here's what happened. (laughs) 
<laughs> At the last minute, somehow, we decided that uh, we were going to go pick up Hayden's boyfriend to join us to watch Well, it. okay. If you really were going to back up, you were going to kind of back up more. Okay. We got an offer on our house. And it looks like our house might sell. Right. So you and I spent the entire day yesterday going to the house and we're like, now we really have to deal with a few things we weren't dealing with. Yeah. It was a long day. We left the kids on the boat and I gave strict instructions. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> to our teenagers that they couldn't watch TV all day and needed to clean and help participate in, you know, a family thing. Things because like dishes and putting away laundry and kitty and litter good heavens taking showers and vacuuming i mean it's not like we asked them to figure out quantum physics for the day okay wow i've also watched big bang theory i don't even know what that is i'm sorry it's you okay. can edit it out if you want to anyway we didn't ask them to do a lot no when we were we were done at the house, like three or four o'clock, we call a check in with the kids. They had done nothing. Nothing actually. They somehow managed to watch two Harry Potter movies back to back, which eats up pretty much your entire day. Right. And we found out that they hadn't even eaten, and they're like, "Oh, what are you bringing us home for food?" There are things to eat on the boat. Yeah, we so. we, don't, we don't keep the pantries empty. Um, so by the time we got home and we're like lecturing and punishing and doing all that parenting, we forgot that our oldest had asked if the boyfriend could come over to watch the parade of lighted ships. And so by the time that conversation was over and you went to go get him, we knew that you and Hayden were going to miss like the beginning part of the show. Right. And I didn't think it was a big deal because... As we were leaving, as Hayden and I were leaving to go pick up her boyfriend, I asked some of the other Yacht Club members, uh, how long does the parade last? Like, where do they go around? And both of them were like, oh, it's about two hours. The whole thing's about two hours long. And it didn't dawn on me that what they were saying was, from the perspective of the people piloting the boats, it's about right. two hours long. The boaters will be in their boats for two hours. Right. From where we might be able to stand and watch it, 15 to 20 minutes. 15 to 20 minutes, which means by the time I went out, got Hayden's boyfriend, uh, and came back, we saw the last two ships. Maybe three. Well, I was going to say you saw more than that. I think there's a few more, but um, you could definitely see the line. And what we found out, and I guess it's, it's not helpful unless you're from Olympia, but they go all the way out to Boston Harbor, which is about a 45-minute boat ride for them to go out, and then they come back. And some of the boats, when they came back, didn't have their lights on. Yeah, they didn't have the lights off. And, and also... So the parade uh, was over. <laughs> right, right. In addition to some of them turning their lights off, they also split off. So some boats went to one marina to go back to their home moorage, uh, and some boats came back to where we are. So I didn't even get to see all of them. A little disappointed. I'm I'm a little bummed that I didn't get to see all the ships. Such is the years of teenagers. Yay, teenagers. <laughs> you going to go into the next bit? Well... The next bit is a little embarrassing. Uh, fortunately, not, not for us. so embarrassing for us. Um, <laughs> I did tell him that, uh, Hayden's boyfriend, I did tell him that uh, we were going to be mentioning this in the podcast. And he because laughed we have and said, to. he said, that's fine. But uh, I think I think the poor kid wanted to fall through the floor 
uh, when he had to tell me what was going on. So here, here's what we're learning about teenagers. And They're if dumb. you are listening and you've, <laughs> you're in with teenagers right now or you have raised them. Or if you are a teenager, hopefully you acknowledge a little bit of this. Have, has anyone else noticed that they are just so determined to do it their way? Like a toddler. That's what it is. It's like a two-year-old. When you're trying to teach a two-year-old, and like, I got it. And they, like, grab it from you. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I can do it. Well, it's... That's a teenager. It, it's a like, reminder. Like, I got this. It's a reminder that as a parent of teenagers, you go through a period of life where you just know that you're wrong. And not actually wrong, but in the minds of the teenagers, you're wrong about pretty much everything. And so if you're trying to explain something, no, no, you're wrong. They know better. Well, and I... So I've been trying to use an example for people like where we're at and whether they have a teenager or not and it's kind of like this Hayden got her license Hayden drives when I drive with Hayden and I see something and I yell stop she actually doesn't stop right away she like assesses the situation for herself to determine whether or not she should stop and so there are times she doesn't, and then I have to start yelling. <laughs> or grabbing the steering wheel or something, she's going to run over and, somebody. And then, I, and then when I explain, like, what she missed, she's like, oh, yeah, I didn't see that. But, you know, she doesn't just <laughs> break. <laughs> right, she doesn't just just do so the thing we asked her to that do. That is, in, in, in everything we do right now, if I say something, she doesn't quite listen, she assesses the situation for herself and determines which to some degree i want her to i mean right. she's we 16. want them to grow up to know she's how to do to. things and think for themselves so the boy now, as, as a side note we're not really just picking on our oldest daughter all of our teenagers are like this we just have no, a story that's no, associated i think with her. the other two will get there i don't think they're to this point yet they are kind of but not to this all extent right. and i think that they will and well, i think the story that... will highlight that <laughs> Or they won't because they're going to listen to this and be like, well, I'm going to listen to mom. <laughs> Otherwise, they out me on a podcast. But it's... So we, I I took a break from the lights. We came back inside from the from the parade because we weren't sure when they were going to turn around. So I, we were all kind of cold. So I thought, well, I'll come back in for a little bit and then I'm going to go back out and see if they've turned around. And where we could watch the, the lighted ships is actually really close to our own boat Right. House. So we just kind of have to step out, yeah. walk a few feet look to see if they're back and come right. and then come back under our boat. So we're all in the boat and the kids are playing games and the boy says he needs to use the restroom. And I say to Hayden, I need you to teach him. It's not like a regular toilet and our kids know that it's not. So walk him through the whole process, how to use the water, how to flush it. Um, I'm, I'm assuming all the systems. Right. <laughs> so, he kind of is also in the I can do it myself, like seriously, like a toddler. So, I want to shake them. <laughs> it is like looking at a two year old who's like, I do it. You know, yeah. when they like stare up at you and uh-huh. me do it. <laughs> and he's like, I don't need help. I don't need help. I got this. Right, right. So we've got we've got our so our instructor, Hayden, right. who, who we're trying to tell her how to instruct. And, and she says, yeah, yeah, I got this. I'm good. Right. She's like, I can tell him. And he's going, I don't need you to tell me. <laughs> we have very strict toilet need things on a boat. Po- the protocol. We have very like, strict toilet protocol. It's, it's very necessary. <laughs> but he's determined. And then she turns around and she and I'm like, did you give him the whole spiel? And she says, well, he's a boy. It's not like I have to tell him about the toilet paper. 
I also probably should have stopped there too, but I was like, okay, like this is kind of on YouTube and you're both determined to not really listen. You're not listening to me. He's not listening to you. So I got off the boat to go back to see if the lighted (laughs) boats were coming back. And then you came out and joined me and we're standing there. And then we get a text from our youngest, Charlie. It's no words. There are no words. It is a picture. It's a picture. It's a picture of our toilet mm-hmm. filled with dark brown liquid. <laughs> and toilet paper. All the way <laughs> to the top. Oh, yeah. And also, and toilet paper. So right, so whole, toilet paper. Hayden's whole, he's a boy. He doesn't need to right, worry so about all, toilet paper. Right. I'm nope, not. She like, was wrong. I guess Hayden forgot that we even <laughs> gave her the book as a child called Everyone, Everyone Poops. poops. So apparently she's forgetting that her boyfriend does that. Um, anyway. So I... I refuse to get back on the boat. I was like, nope, I'm I'm out. Yeah. So I, I walk back to the boat and I'm... I don't say a whole <laughs> lot because I don't even know what to say. I just know that by the time I get to the bathroom and I look at the toilet, I mean, not even... I'm not even exaggerating. The water was a millimeter from the top, like the whole, the maybe even more than that. Like there was enough surface tension, perhaps keeping it from overflowing, but it was it was right there, guys, and toilet paper floating around on the top. Well, at least it wasn't far for you to grab it. So <laughs> I'm just trying to give you some kind of. I didn't come back until the so, situation was dealt with. So, so the next step was for me to go grab like four garbage bags, and then. I'm thinking to myself, how am I going to get this toilet paper out? Because it's not like, it's not like it's something we ever have to think about. Because you don't put toilet paper in the toilet on our boat. Like everyone in our family knows that, and I suppose it's reasonable that someone else wouldn't know that. But it's also reasonable that our teenage daughter would have told her boyfriend that, because we told her to. But tell it, it him just that. it really all comes down to <laughs> both of them. I got this. I got this. Yeah, well, and throwing I a tantrum, saying, get this. "Let me do it. I'm gonna do it." Like well, I, I just, I tell everybody. I mean, teenagers are like having two year olds. So now he was embarrassed. I would be. Yeah. Well. Yeah. He, but he he's a good sport. He is. He uses humor. He is very um, humorous. Yeah. Well, what I should have done is I should have had him do what I did next, which was I had to find just anything that I could think of that would grab the toilet paper out and again this is all floating at the top of of toilet water that is at the very don't give too many (laughs) it's gross (laughs) i think the previous owners had a note for guests like that i remember seeing that they had taped to the shower that basically said the rules yeah and they had toilet i think tongs that Hey, fish out whatever you drop in there. So I have so thought... So we threw those away. And we, I don't think they were left with the boat. Right. So... <laughs> it was gross. <laughs> since this has happened, I realized our, the kids will have more friends. Maybe it's weird to walk somebody through the process of what you have to do. And maybe we just have a note that says mm, what the process yeah. is. And then, like, taped or whatever stuck to the back of the toilet are the tongs in case you... Yeah. Do put it in. So I used a coat hanger to fish out the toilet paper. You're being too graphic. I'm grossed out. And then proceeded to flush the rest down. It, it took a while to flush down because there was a lot of 
stuff in the toilet. So what I'm concerned about is not that though. No, I, I'm thinking about this too. There was a we, lot of water in there. We're concerned as well. that our tank is going to be full before Tuesday, mm-hmm. and then now none of us can go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Because we already have to use water sparingly with five people so that our tank doesn't fill up. I'm already, we've we've made it a routine to all use the restroom, you know, for out and about. Like, don't wait till you get back to the boat. Right. And I'm Go hoping. Go to the bathroom somewhere else. I, I'm hoping that our, I guess our schedule of making sure we use the restrooms at the marina has lowered our usage enough to make it so that what he did doesn't make too much of an impact on the holding tank. Well, and again, I've been cheating. I know I said last week I was cheating because I used the shower at the house we're selling. Mm, right. And I also have been doing laundry there. So I use that bathroom. Right. So, so I I do so much laundry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the house a lot. So, And then actually after school, when I usually am picking up my laundry and I have the girls, I've been having them go there too. So. Right. Well, so much poop, and we have not gone a week <laughs> not talking about poop. I feel like, you know what else? I dealt with poop even on another level this week. We got an offer on our house, so I had the septic tank pumped at the house. I just had this brilliant idea. What? Maybe drop anchor is a euphemism. For drop a For poop? dropping a deuce. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I need to go drop anchor, and I'll say that. And you'll know what I mean, and no one else will know what I mean. No, you just said it. Now the world knows what you well, mean. Well, I know, but it's not like they all hang out with me Are you, me like, when trying to start like a new phrase? Like, you'll hear people in public, like, oh, <laughs> right. I got to go drop anchor. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to catch on. It'll catch on. I'm sure I'll, I'm sure I'll see it on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> but now I can't say drop anchor anymore without thinking about poop. I don't know if anyone listens to our podcast anymore without assuming that that's what's going to happen. <sighs> Here's the thing. Everybody poops, and you deal with it at some level. Whether it's your own or your daughter's boyfriend's. Right, but, like, I mean, watching him, you know, uh, the tanks at the house get emptied this week, I mean, it's just another thing. And yep. that one just gets to go years without being pumped, where <laughs> where we go weekly right. on the boat. So that was not the only thing that happened <sighs> this week on the boat, though. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, I don't know what day it was. No, sometime midweek. I was going to say midweek. So, one thing you don't want to hear when you're on a boat is, Dad, the shower's not draining. Well, and it was kind of like, that wasn't the biggie. She yelled that, and you were about to take Porter for a walk, and you're like, okay, well, I'll look at it when I get back. Right. Like, okay, it's not draining. I actually stopped and thought, Oh, that can't be good. And then as soon as I kind of said it, the high water alarms started going off. Right. So I ran down the hallway in between our rooms where there's like a little door you can open to seeing where the shower pump system is. So our showers are above, or no, our showers are below seawater level, right? So Yeah. So they can't pump directly out. So they go down into another pump system where they have to be, the water has to be pumped up above the water level and i open that little door and water is just spraying everywhere and so i 
ran up to get you, was like, you can't walk the dog, get in here, <laughs> water's everywhere. Then I ran into our bathroom and plugged the drains and saw how much water was in the tub. I'm like, holy smokes, like, if the water's not draining, if it's not draining in a little, like, couple inches, <laughs> you yell. Once it gets, like, five or six inches and you're standing in that much standing water, I mean, I know, she's 12, so I'm going to give her grace there, but still... Probably should have said it wasn't draining, not like when she got out of the tub, but while right, she was... Right, maybe turned off the water sooner? Right. Anyhow. So, so I plug the drains, and you start assessing the situation. <laughs> right. So, like Kendra mentioned, the bottoms of our showers, you, there's different ways to get water off of a boat. And it, it's so funny, because there's... Normally, you're trying to keep water that's outside the boat from coming inside, right? If you've got a leak, normally what that means is there's water coming into the boat. With water systems on the boat, you actually need to make sure that they get off the boat or they get they pump out. Like you're always worrying about water. Water is always a concern in some way on a boat. Well, sure, because we can sink. No, no, right, right. No, no, I'm not saying this like a surprise, but like you always have to think about it. So our regular sinks, like our kitchen sink, when you're running water, that literally just drains over the side of the boat. Like there's a, there, there's a, the drain just go, there's no pump involved. It's just gravity. It just goes out. In the shower, because it's below the water line, you actually have to have a mechanical pump that forces the water up a tube and then out of the boat. Right. And our two showers do it differently. I don't know why. I don't know why there's two different systems. I think that I one was upgraded perhaps, and then that's just where they left off and didn't ever upgrade the other one. So shower number one is uh, ours, the master shower, which everyone uses. No one uses the guest shower because it's kind of small. Um, shower number one has a sump pump system. So the water drains down into a small tub. And then there is a float system where when the water level gets too high, the pump sucks that water out and forces it over the side of the boat. Very easy. Uh, in our guest shower, it's actually just a pump you flip a switch on. Right. So there's no float valve or anything. It's just you turn the water on, you turn the pump on, and it's just constantly forcing the water out. So going back to ours. Which seems cleaner because the pump system on ours, there's always some standing water in it. Yeah, yeah. Well, So it's kind of gross. It, it, it's gross to think about. It's normally out of sight, out of mind, though. So we don't really see it or do anything with it for the most part. But yeah, it is gross. Um, it's a holding tank that uh, gets pumped out, but it never gets pumped out entirely. So there's new yucky bath water pretty much well, every day. Well, and it's not just our bath water. It's the girls' sink goes into that, too. Yeah, for some so, reason, that's tied into that same system. Their sink must be too low, is what I was thinking the other day. Mm, maybe. So maybe. it can't go straight out because it's too low. Okay. So anyhow, there's a couple different ways that uh, th this kind of system can fail. Uh, namely, that the either the float valve or the float switch or the pump itself just stops working and so you end up with a lot of water pressure on this little tub and it just ends up overflowing all over the place which is exactly what happened so we had to stop the drains and then i had to use a shop vac to suck all the water out of it and it was about the grossest not as gross as the poop water in the toilet <laughs> but a pretty well, close no, it's second still, it's, it's shower water um 
we have five heads of hair. There's a lot of hair. And even though we catch a lot of it in the, like, we've got screens on the There was a rat-sized ball of hair inside the sump pump. I do get after our girls. (laughs) Like, I understand, like, there's gross jobs. And maybe as a mom, I haven't done a good job of letting them do some of the gross jobs. And so then they're super grossed out. But if it's your own hair after you're done showering, just picking that up. But for the most part, they're just grossed out. So they don't do anything about it. And it overloads and hair gets through. So, And we have a lot of hair. We've got five people with a lot of hair. Right. So. So (laughs) that tank, uh, that little tub, uh, I had to clean out and then take out the sump pump and uh, kind of fiddle with it until I could get something dislodged out of it. And really, at the end of the day, it's just... like Think about... Oh, don't do it. Okay. (laughs) It's just stuff that goes down the drain is everything that you're washing off of your body. And I think that maybe what contributed to it, and we talked a little bit about this today, is toothpaste. And conditioner. And, well, those are... There was two things. Two separate tubs, though. Right. The, The girls sink, you know... You brush your teeth, it goes down the drain. If it's just going straight out, it's probably easy to deal with. But if it's if that's going into the mechanical pump system, and that again, could be a problem. I'm sure there's parents listening. Kids end up using more toothpaste than they need to. There's gross toothpaste in their sink. Right, right. They just have a weird time with toothpaste. I've been at other people's houses. I've seen it in other people's sinks with their kids. Kids have a weird thing with toothpaste. They're just gross. They're, they are. They're just gross. And they don't clean up after themselves. But also I realized I think they use a lot of conditioner. Now we have a lot of, our girls have long hair, thick hair. And so, you know, for them to brush it, I know they use a lot. And that I think is leaving kind of a weird film. Yeah. And I don't know if there's like a better option. I don't think there's like a, hey, here's something to use in your hair. Probably not. But I do know that as far as cleaning out the sump pump without having to manually take it apart, um... Vinegar is, uh, yeah, it, you it, read that. it breaks that stuff down. Because I know that one thing someone told us was to not use bar soap. Yeah, because that'll create a really the, thick, cakey film. Right, yeah. and so we did not bring bar soap onto the boat. But then the next thing I was thinking, is the only thing I could think of is... Conditioner and toothpaste. Conditioner and toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I don't know how to avoid those things. Right, right. So. Yeah, so... Needless to say, uh, the the situation has been resolved. It's been fixed. The pump is working just fine now. And the I toilet's think that, working. Yeah. The shower's working. <laughs> Everything's working. <laughs> and it's still an adventure, and we're still going to miss it when we have to leave the boat for a week. Yep. Yep. I, <laughs> as, as, it's fun to talk about these, like, horrible, horrible things in the context of we still love this boat life. It's funny because, like, I've had I've told the story a few times this week about well, not the poop yet because that was just yesterday. That just but, happened yesterday. Yeah. Uh, the shower, and I feel like their eyes get really big and almost like mortified. In a, I wouldn't do that. Are you guys okay? <laughs> and we are okay. Like that doesn't. It hasn't bothered us. No, this is just part of life. It's just the part of the boat life. Yeah. And another system that we realize we need to check periodically. Um, but still love coming home to the boat at the end of the day. Yeah. I, I still wouldn't trade this for anything. I love sitting up in this flybridge. In your heated electric blanket. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Even more so. <laughs> well, I love doing this with you. Oh. 
And I guess I still love our kids. Someone also asked me today <laughs> how long we plan on doing this. And uh, I don't know. It is neat to not feel like I can't wait until this is over. Like there's an end date where we're just looking to have this beat over. I, I don't have that at all. I know we just, we just started a couple months ago. <laughs> um, I imagine there are some people that after a couple of months are already feeling like, okay, I want to be done. I don't have that at all. I know when we lived in the camper after a couple months, it was, I'm so over this. And the house stuff when we lived in the camper took longer and longer and there was more hiccups and <laughs> yeah, a lot of delays. on <laughs> So, that. you know, it turned into, this is going to be two months to six months. And so for four months every day, I couldn't wait till we were out of the camper. Right. Um, I don't have any of those same feelings with the boat. Yeah. No, it's nice. It's a different, it's different though. So. <laughs> I like doing this. I like, I like doing this with you. Well, I'm glad it's with me, not someone yeah. else. <laughs> I don't I know like if how I like you doing emphasize, this. But you emphasize like, I like doing this with you. <laughs> yeah. I, no one else in mind. Okay. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all we've got for this week. Anything else that you got on your mind? Nope. And next weekend, um, I I mean, I, I'm pretty sure we'll have time to podcast. Hayden gets her wisdom teeth out this week. Oh, yeah. So that adds a little layer of funness. Hopefully and she'll be funny in the way that I was kind of funny when I was put under. I wasn't funny, I don't think. Hmm. But I was so drugged, I... I had no memory of how I even got home. My mom says that I walked, but I literally, my memory, I can even, to this day, I was like 17. I remember being put to sleep and counting backwards. And then the next thing I remember is waking up on our couch. Oh. I have, I have a tiny glimpse of a wheelchair, like ride, but it's like blurry. Hmm. Otherwise, I don't remember at all. My mom says I talked to people and that I got into the car by but myself. They, you didn't say anything funny, though. No. Hmm. Well, mm -mm. we'll see what happens, and then we'll talk, probably talk about it next week. Yeah, and this time of year, and I'm sure, again, kind of going back to the parent thing and people with kids, is um, concerts. So we had a band concert this week for our oldest. We have a choir concert for this week. Holidays always bring in the concerts. Right, right. <laughs> so we're busy, staying busy. Running around. Yep. All right. Well, I think that's all we've got. I could keep talking because I think it's funny to watch you keep saying. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> yeah. I was actually doing it on purpose. Oh. I was like coming up with one more thing just for you to be like, I think that's all we got. <laughs> you jerk. All right. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you too. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to our show. Uh, make sure to stop by dropanchorpodcast.com to see what we're doing, both uh, in pictures and uh, on Facebook and on Twitter. We've got all the links there. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week.